Hi there, this is your friendly neighborhood editor, Brendan, here. Uh, you might have noticed that we didn't have an episode released earlier this month, and the reason why is that shortly after recording the episode you're about to hear, our mom, Deborah Doyle, uh, suddenly passed away. Now, we've been, we've been dealing with it, we're okay, uh, dad's okay, and the support that we've gotten from friends and family and fans alike has just been tremendous. Now, uh, we're working on ways to try and keep her memory alive, uh, kind of creatively in this space and others. So look forward to seeing that in the coming weeks and months ahead. But with that being said, on with the show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to No Story Sacred. If you've never listened before, basically, we're four siblings who grew up talking about the art of storytelling. Now that we're adults, we're still talking about it and inviting you to join the conversation. I'm Alex, and sometimes lighthouses just be like that. I'm Kat, and Space Station, what is your purpose? I'm Brendan, and general space pun here. (laughs) General space pun, we have an attack! I salute. <laughs> uh, I'm Pippin, and y'all, I'm just the maid on the shore. Ooh, shit. Ooh. Getting your folk in there. Yeah. Mm. yeah, well, we've got we've got some space, we've got some folk. What's going on here? Well... <laughs> yes, Alex, what is yeah, going uh, on? Yeah, what's going on here? Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> to- <laughs> because today, we're talking about a story idea of my own. With the working title, The Orphan Star. Thanks again. Thanks again for the title, Cat. <laughs> no props. It's almost like I have a small but not useful talent. <laughs> it's no way to talk about yourself. <laughs> uh, so the basic idea of the story is... Click on to... Uh... Dear listener, in our cheat sheet... <laughs> what the notes say, the basic idea of the story is, and then in brackets, in all caps and bold, what's the basic idea, Al? <laughs> and he's just supposed to fill it in. Listen. Listen. I don't have, always have perfect recall of yes, the Yes, because that- I'm so well known for my memory. But do you Pippin, have- how about you? But do you have total recall? Ooh. Wow. <laughs> So anyway, we were there. We were we were uh, at Mystic Seaport. Um, yeah. I said, Wait, no, let him do the story idea first, and then we can go into the. Ah, I was trying to ban- uh, what's what's it called for time? Vamp. Here's the thing. Vamp. Yeah. Here's the thing. Brendan can edit out. It's true. Oh, that's true. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. So what? This not live. <laughs> what? Has this never been live? You <laughs> wait, shit, you guys, shh, don't let her know. <laughs> no, 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 cat. Yeah, this is all just. Stream of consciousness going out to the, the people as it is right now. You've never had to. <laughs> out to the eyes and the ears of the verse. Ooh, you can't, <laughs> can't stop the stop signal, Mel. Fuck off, Pippin, you stepped on it. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck uh, you. Anyway, Alex, you got Firefly reference. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the basic idea is 
So remember back uh, to, to the previous episode, one of our previous episodes where, where I came up with, with a uh, space who done it. Yep, 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 yep. Mm-hmm. With the yep, space yep. ace detective. Yep, 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 yep. And the fop, my one true love. Yep. Uh, she is an ace detective. <laughs> Pun included. She is in space. She's a space ace detective. Yeah. Yeah. Happy asexual week uh, to all those who uh, celebrate. Is it? Hey. Is, is this week asexual? It was, yeah. Like uh, so, last week uh, and probably today because today's Saturday. So this is the last day of asexual week. Oh, hey, Al, happy ace week. Asexual awareness. Whatever. When we're recording. Asexual awareness week. Look it up. So we've dated Alex, this. I am very aware of you. Thank you. <laughs> what, what the fuck am I? Swiss cheese. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. You make bad decisions that I have to judge. Oh, Alex, wow. though, is my perfect... <laughs> perfect cinnamon roll? Okay. Yeah. Oh, no. You I'm, met him? I'm overbaked and with too much sugar. Anyway, oh. let's talk about the story. Uh, anyways, uh, <laughs> God, this is off the rails. So, Space is the active story in the last time. And, you know, randomly, I came up with... It's another story in the in this. It's now, I guess, it's a series. <laughs> Hell yeah! yeah. Uh, and in this one, it's set however long it needs to be after the previous one. Uh, she now has her own little, little spacecraft, and she's plodding along, and until she happens upon a uh, a waypoint station, wherein she finds a. Uh, dead body. Hell yeah. Yeah. And she is the only one around for for thousands of light years. Hundreds of years. I don't know how how uh, how, uh, how space distance works. She is in the middle of nowhere in space. Yep. The space boondocks. Uh, space boonies? Space boonies. Space boonies. Space boonies, yeah. Space hex out Playing space banjos. Uh oh. Uh oh. Wait, that's the wrong side of space. <laughs> I feel like this is video game. I'm trying to do a theremin. No, no. The... Oh, you're trying to do a theremin doing? Yeah, the deliverance. I was just gonna go. <laughs> nice. Anyways, uh. That's all we need to do. <laughs> My contribution is done. Y'all take care of it from here. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the ship is and, and she's like, oh no, a, a corpse. Should I, should I just send a report and be on my way? Or should I, I be a, a, a space detective and, and try to figure out what happened here? Now being a space detective has not done me a lot of favors up to now. <laughs> no. But I also have the this weird, unflappable, uh, and maybe somewhat unhealthy sense of duty. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I might as well be a good guy. Uh. I don't want to do this, but I'd also be the best one to do it. <laughs> the okay, Pippin McDonald story. Yeah, that's also way too real. That's way yeah. too fucking real. And that's the bare bones of it. There's a bit more detailed write-up if people care to uh, actually look Theoretically, that is what we are inviting people to do. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But no, uh, this waypoint station is kind of in that same liminal space that, uh, like mountain cabins, gas station, 
Asians on the side of the road, side of the highway, and lighthouses. Uh, lighthouses are uh, are in more than meets the eye. <laughs> Which is just like you know one little like this one little uh not bastion uh what's this what's a like a bastion but smaller oasis yeah no. a rest stop <laughs> like, <laughs> and oh o- oasis of civilization in the you know, middle of nowhere the the space I'm thinking of are those service stations on major highways that like are yes. in the median so like yeah. you get people going and coming you know different directions yep, yep. yeah yep. Uh, this also occupies this space station actually is served of that kind of the same kind of function because you know how those those uh rest rest stops uh have of like all the maps uh-huh. all those full full map maps like right on the side uh-huh. like the one of the functions of the the space station is uh, is advanced astrometrics because the next couple of sectors of, of space are, are full of uh, dangerous space gas. Of course. Dangerous to go alone. Take this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is there like the space equivalent of like a Roy Rogers, a Sabaro pizza and a Starbucks all next to each other? <laughs> well, no, because it's on man. And this is, this isn't the like, we're, we're not talking in, uh, the rest of, uh, that's around on the state border. No, we're talking about uh, the rest of, uh, that's the, like, uh, halfway. One of those uh, single booth things. Uh, yeah, like the uh, rest of the, that's like, like right up the side right of the notch. So you're like, talking about like kind of, like it's a rest station. So there's a bathroom and there's some, uh, uh, a place uh, to get sketchy coffee. Coin operated machines. Yeah. yeah. Also because it's, is, uh, Emergency, a uh, repair facility, facility, which is also which is kind of like the gas station, and which which has like the rusted, rusty old uh, pickup with that's a wind, and it's, uh, on like parked in the back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I was I was thinking that the rusty old space uh, rest stop that has uh, a harbinger uh, in the back. No, <laughs> but uh, all it has is like the uh, air tube for your tires. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, pretty much. And they call it good. <laughs> like, fucking quarter for, or like 30 seconds of air? What the hell? <laughs> Listen, they gotta make their money somehow. Yeah. But no, uh, it's like, it exists in that sort of space. And, uh. Necessary, but creepy and liminal. Yeah. Also similar to that are lighthouses, I'd imagine. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're an author, you're allowed to imagine these things. I am. Nah. Uh, especially since this is where, <laughs> this is how I came upon the inspiration of the, for this story. Tell us a story of how you got inspired to do this. Well, it was some time back in the long, long ago of maybe like a month or so, maybe, yeah. <laughs> Close to two at this point. Yeah. Uh, like Cat, Pip, and I decided to- Sorry, Bren. What? It said sorry, Bren. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, we were, we are in each other's safety bubbles. Yeah. Kat had a, a day at a Mystic Seaport, uh, like, bring a free guest with you kind of deal. Yep. Cause I am a member of Mystic Seaport, which is a living history museum. Woo woo! 
of seaports, if one can imagine. What? What? Sounds weird. I know. I know. And we went down there. You know, social distanced, masks on. Outdoor event. Like, only the free of us interacting with the the free of each other. Etc. No tour groups. Oops. There there were tour groups, I believe, but, like, we weren't weren't in them. We didn't go on, like, the fancy bus. uh, I'm not sorry, not bus. uh, Boat ride. Etc. Even though we were offered, like, it was offered to us for free. (laughs) Indeed. Uh, Here's the thing. That was mostly because it didn't sound like fun, even if it weren't dangerous. Well, also because you guys are, yeah, you guys, not me. You guys are massive shut-ins uh, who don't like to change your plan suddenly. We were, sitting- yeah, not you, not me. <laughs> we were already sitting down, cat. We were already <laughs> not okay. We're not relitigating this. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, and one of the one of the uh, one of the places was a uh, reconstruction of a lighthouse. I'm not even sure if it was a reconstruction. I think it was just the lighthouse. No, it's a it's a model of it. Uh, ah, but it's, it's, it shows how much I was paying attention. Yeah, we were though, weren't we, Alex? We were paying. Oh yeah, totally, totally. Okay, you uh, fucking losers, go. On. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, and and like, oh hey, that lighthouse seems empty, <laughs> and it was, and, and so we were able to to uh, enjoy the uh, the video uh, presentation. The visi- like presentations or uh there was two presentations uh yeah. but they were about lighthouses yep and because we're adults now we actually find that shit interesting yeah like we learned about oh some history about lighthouses in America mm-hmm. well, like one from one to uh, three to seventeen to a hundred to <laughs> a shitload <laughs> like to a thousand like and that's what we call exponential growth uh, so timely. Indeed. Uh, and as is our want, we are, are, of course, making classy, highbrow. Extremely classy, extremely highbrow. Jokes. Jokes about lighthouses. Which only Pippin did not find funny. Yeah, Pippin. I respect lighthouses. <laughs> uh, anyway. They're striped. Um, not getting uh, involved. <laughs> anyway. So. And at one point... In this, uh, in one of the presentations, it talks about how, like, lighthouses are, in fact, you know, not so much, much useful anymore. What with geopositional stuff. Yeah, like with GPS. Satellites, GPS. And it showed a, a picture of a, a, of a satellite. And like, ah, the satellite. The, like, lighthouse of space or something to that effect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then. Sunday, without warning. An idea happened. Beam me in the side of the head of the like space lighthouse, and I started thinking, like, okay, it's space lighthouse. What would happen? Like, what what can you do with the space lighthouse? I was thinking, like, you can have a murder happen in it. Hell yeah. Okay, but but uh, it's always disturbing as an author how easily your mind's like, you know, what we could do with this: kill people. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. I mean, it's it's our natural it's our natural state, and. For the next hour, or, or next one or two hours, I'm just like, okay, but what if it's like this? And what if it's like this? And Cat and Pip are like, like they're like shooting off suggestions as as well. Well, because we we come from a writing family, we know how this is. Because believe it or not, we do this sort of shit outside of the podcast. What? Weird. I thought we were recording then too. <laughs> I yeah. don't produce content. 
for free, guys. <laughs> That's a bling of my. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. We're the monkeys. Kat's putting that on, on her own Patreon now. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> Go, keep going, keep going. Anyways, uh, so for the rest of that trip, I'm on my phone, you know, desperately writing things down. You know, the original old notes being like, Space Lighthouse Beacon Satellite? <laughs> she finds a body. Some kid who was promised the world and is now dead. Ooh. Is she responsible for this beyond just reporting it and moving on? It might be years before, or the me- years before the message which reaches someone, someone who can take care of it. Responsibility and isolation. With her training and experience, does she have the duty to act? But if she is a civilian now, does she have a duty not to? Mm-hmm. And actually, the, the whole idea behind um, responsibility and isolation, that was where you had clearly been caught up by the idea of a lighthouse. Like, that's where the impetus was. And I'm like, okay, what is it about a lighthouse? What do you think about a lighthouse that yeah. you want to keep in your story? Like, what is the drive there? What is a lighthouse? And you just popped out with responsibility and isolation. I'm like, awesome. Those are your themes. Keep that as your, like, fucking North Star with regard to plotting out the story. Yep. And also, when I told about this to my roommate, she's like, she he said, it's almost as if you're responding to a pandemic or something. What? <laughs> and I did Called not- out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, she's not wrong. She's not wrong. She's not wrong she at all. She barely is. Is this Ashley? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kudos and shout out to Ashley, the secret fifth member. That's <laughs> <laughs> like the time when I was trying to figure out why I liked something, and she was just like, because it's faith rewarded, and you like that. Oh. And I was like, oh, oh snap. Oh. I was like, oh. It's I was like, almost oh, like she's your fucking best friend. <laughs> Known her for over a decade. Weird. More than that, Pep. I mean, hmm? longer than that. We're we're old people now. We are I old. said over a decade. Okay. So you're just going to let that hang, Pip? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> We've known her for less than two decades, so, you know, it's still accurate. There Fair. you Because two decades ago, Pip and I were 12. She used to think I was cool, you know? <laughs> she learned She better. met you. <laughs> anyway. We dissuade that notion fairly quickly when you get to know us. Yes. <laughs> oh, anyway, 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 anyway. <laughs> uh, so, this story. Yes. I forget. Did this... That, did the space ace detective ever have a name? Kara. Kara. Ah, yeah. Uh, if I were a responsible podcaster, I would have gone back and re-listened to The Body and the Voice. Yes. <laughs> but we're lazy, uh, so... Here's the thing. Anyone who knows me would know that I would never do that. <laughs> so really, you're just, you know, following your own brand. Yep. So yeah. I, I guess to start with... All right, wait, were you going to go and talk about something else, Pepper, or were you just asking about the name? I was just asking about the name. So, Kara the Space Detective. Ace. Uh, yeah. I, it's very important to, for her full title. <laughs> anyway, um, what were they doing before the story happened? Because I like to think about where their headspace is and what they were doing. Like, why were they going to this volatile section of space in the first place? Because I haven't thought that through yet. Well, okay. Uh, but also, <laughs> but also, in the last story, uh, she had to de- get out of Dodge quick. Yeah. She is still on route of getting out of Dodge, but, but it's now more of a, uh, like, 
keep moving, keep uh, keep the surviving kind of deal. Well, so so my my thought is here. Yeah, is when the story starts. You know, she's going over to like some space boonies or whatever, and I'm thinking is that she has a, a potential client or patron or something like that to kind of add extra. I guess table stakes, I guess, to this responsibility and duty question that is the central theme of the story, because now you're jeopardizing known good work for this mystery. Oh, yeah, yeah. We want to basically set up this space ace detective as almost like a, like a Sherlock Holmesian, like, I, I, I must solve this almost like not, not obsessive, but you know what I mean? Like, doesn't like to leave things unanswered type of personality. So like giving that little inner turmoil, like do I go for the selfish choice of go off and do work that is known and secure? Or do I really dig into this mystery that is seeming really fascinating? And could it be this? Could it be this? Oh, I should probably, I can, I can, I can spare, I can spare uh, a day. I can spare two days. A week? A, a week, yeah, uh, yeah, two weeks. Well, is that her vibe, though? Because the vibe I got and and is that yeah. it's not so much that she wants to solve these things, is that she's compelled through uh, uh, responsibility. Like, it, it's if she doesn't, then it won't get solved. Like, a compulsion's a compulsion, I mean. Well, yeah, but she... At this point, she still hasn't recovered the thrill of the chase is this what helps her recover it yeah 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 that's that's another Ooh, good recovery question. which again is the point of a lighthouse that's why there's you know you're recovering you're fixing something you're yeah. uh, uh uh refueling you're yeah. resting as in the rest stop what <laughs> fitting into the overall meta narrative of the backstreet boys reunion tour um, <laughs> Having another potential closing theme of recovery might be really mm. nice. Get that yeah. cathartic feeling for the reader. Yeah. Cause remember, uh, like, but started back in, uh, at the, like, started back in Body in the Void, like, at, like, on the, like, before the Body in the Void is that, that, you know, she exposed corruption, essentially did a mystery, solved a mystery, for the that, uh, that was for the good and all that, and it bit her hard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she's still like a good a per- person, and still well, you know, after she stops being a cop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are space cops bastards? All space cops are bastards. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you, Brendan, for giving that line. Um. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so. Like, I like adding more stakes, like adding, like, a per, like, a time limit for her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, oh, because in, in the climactic moments, or not, like, toward the latter half of the book or whatever, there comes, like, the ultimate choice of, do I see where this rabbit hole finally ends, or do I make it on time for this job? Like, the choice. That, of course, happens, like, in chapter 24 or something. Yeah. Well, there's also the choice of like, do I just, you know, do I renounce my talent and and like, you know, no, I'm not doing this anymore. It's not my job. I have this other job where I'm going to just 
be a miner on this planet out in the middle of nowhere. That's why it's the middle of nowhere, because we're some mining planet. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, because no, I'm not a cop anymore. I don't solve mysteries. This isn't my job. But then there's that little voice in the back of her head that's like, or is it? Yeah. And like, are you going to just let this kid rot here? Like, is that, is that, like, is that who you are? Like, someone did this and you don't know if they're going to, uh, do something like this again. It's true. This is the space spoonies. A message is, uh, like, you send a message out, it will take, like, a day is to be received. It will take, like, weeks to be, uh, to be logged. It will, will take months for even, and someone to go, so maybe we should someone, send someone out here. And that entire time, that poor kid's body is just waiting. And you know about it. Like, you're on a space station, it's a controlled environment. You don't know. But on the other hand, like, uh, you're, they're on a space station, it's a controlled environment. You don't know how long that, uh, uh, he's been sitting here. The uh, decomposition may have been uh, thrown off. Mm. This could be a yeah, week's, week's old body. May I also suggest a, a neat transition to to incorporate into this would be, you know, like responsibility is a theme of hers in, in, in the back of her head, theoretically. But she starts out with, do I have a responsibility to the dead? And she transitions to, no, but I do have a responsibility to the living. Mm. Which is a more positive reason to go out and, and change her point of view so that now she's going to, you know, at the end of this book, theoretically, she's like, well, fuck mining. I'm going to become a proper space ace detective on yeah. my own, not subject to bullshit because I got to I got to do what's right. I have a responsibility yeah. to the living. Yeah. All that being said, though. Yeah. Al, what would you like us to help you solve? Uh. Because I find that this podcast is useful when <laughs> when we have when, a, when we have a problem we need to fix. Purpose? Oh, that's <laughs> great, you guys. Because uh, you know what I have here? I have a detective. I have a body. I have location. Who did it? <laughs> space uh-huh. capitalism. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that, that, space that, capitalism. Oh yeah. That's also one of the things that happened here. A uh, space capitalism. Because this kid was promised, like, a, a cushy job with a cushy pension, and only downside is you're in the middle of nowhere by yourself oh, for years. Well, what, what is the body? Like, what, what, what were, what were they? What, what, were they somebody that worked on the ship or were they a passerby? Is their uh, spaceship still weirdly docked to it? And that's a little bit of a mystery. Ooh. Like, maybe our space ace detective was originally just going to get, like, a space diet coke and keep on going after getting the map data. And it's like, wait, there's another ship docked here. Human contact. I will go say hello. Womp womp. <laughs> and there's a dead body. That is a good question, because it also solved the, solved the problem of uh, me having to uh, work out what to do with the uh, the AI. Uh, it's like... Oh, hey, the crew person is dead. That's weird. Uh, no, uh, originally it was a crew person. Uh huh. I do like the idea of it being a, uh, random passerby. What do you, what about you guys? I mean, it could still be a crew, crew person. It just needs to be like a mis, like she mistakes it for a, what's it called? A, a, a traveler. I mean, the, the, at the end of the day, so the way mom would put together mysteries, and I, th- I think it's a good one, is you figure out what happened first, like the end solution, and then 
you work your way backwards. Yeah. Yeah. And so let's say this was a crew person, right? We all figure out how he died or they, how they died. And, and the circumstances under which the body is still there for Kara to find. Yep. At that point, then you kind of work your way backwards to like, so she shut up and that's where characterization becomes important because you have to look at who Kara is as a person and she's going to look around and she's going to make some assumptions based on who she is and on her life experience. And she's going to act on those assumptions. And that's where the mystery and the confusion comes in. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Because, you know, she'll follow bad tracks. You know, maybe she'll accidentally discover another crime. <laughs> Whoops. That, you know, this other one was hiding. You know, like the, uh, the, the crime is not what we think it is. A classic. Yeah. And so on. You know, you know what I think happened? What do you think happened? I think that uh, the dead body was a uh, passerby killed by the crew who the crew member who was there <gasps> and they're stolen by the crew member. Oh, oh. Snap. I think that's what happened. That's Oh wait, 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 wait. So there's weird identity shit. But wait, let's say the ship is still there because it was still being repaired. That's where your ti- ticking time bomb comes in. The ship is going to be finished repairing and the actual murderer leaving in like two days. Well <sighs> See, I was thinking that part of the thing would be like, well, it has to be a crew member. There isn't a ship docked here. Oh, I see. I see. I see. I got you. Yeah. And that was where some of the false assumptions come in. So then how do we find the murderer? <laughs> Maybe you don't. Oh, well, fuck. Well, here's a question. She says, bring it down. Is the entire story going to be 100% set on this space rest stop? Or will we potentially have a, a chase, not chase, but like... A pursuit happening. A space chase? Mm. Yes, mm. space ace chase. Um, <laughs> so, like, it could happen that way. I mean, just because You're the setup the is, yeah, like this this lighthouse, it's just the set piece that we start our story. We can always go to one of the nearby systems. And then here, here here's a one thing I will say that I would want to see in this. Yep. It's like... You can't go mentioning the fireworks factory without going to the fireworks factory. If you have a volatile section of space, oh, yeah, I yeah, want to yeah. see some adventuring in the volatile section of space where all of a sudden, like, we're chasing a murderer through, like, exploding supernovae or something. <laughs> Wait a second, guys. Okay. What if chapter one, okay, uh-huh. is she shows up at, at this way station. It's the middle of nowhere. And there's a fucking body, and she's like, well, there's a body Fuck. there, but I, I am, uh, burned on my previous experience. This isn't my job. I'm just gonna send it a message, and I'm gonna go on, continue on to my mining job on that weird little middle of volatile space where we mine things that are very explosive. So she goes on, but you know what? She brings it with her. She can't let it go. She's like dreaming about this dead body, and she discovers that on this mining job, that's where uh, the murderer is chilling out. So she makes friends, quote unquote friends, uh, among the uh, other miners. There's not a lot of them. Make it a small crew. And they all want to get off the planet. Like they all they all want to be done with this. But they've all, re- just like her, they've just started. So any one of them could be the murderer being like, this is just my first pit stop before I head on out. So she, it's not so much that the story is set on on this way station, but that the way station is an additional character, a ghost that follows her. 
because it's also symbolic of her own fucking issues. Interesting, interesting. Are you saying it's an orphan light? What? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, she or holy shit, she orphaned it. Ooh. She left it there. Aww. She left, and that body's still there. And she has, and then you can have like creepy gr- dreams too about like you know she's seeing this poor kid's body and shit like that. Her um, subconscious still really wants her to be a detective. Yep, but yeah. she's too burned out. She's burned out. Like shit yeah. went bad. Yeah, but you know yeah. what? It, it keeps coming back for you. Yeah, it keeps coming is back. her light orphaned? Oh, her light Aww. is orphaned. Aww. I'm just going to keep bringing it back to this amazing title and how it can have multiple meanings throughout the story. Yeah. It's almost like that's the point of good titles. Yes. What? And also, Body in the Void and Orphan Light, orphan light are, uh, actually do have a nice... Uh, it's a duology feel to it. Yeah. 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 We'll just have to have some third one that really uh, plays well. Get to cracking. <laughs> Fucking wow. Okay. <laughs> Uh, immediate thing that I do not want to happen. Mm-hmm. The culprit is not going to be the ship's AI. Of course. Yeah, no, no. that's no, that's, done. that's boring. Yeah. Well, also, because, oh, Black Mirror, uh, technology. <laughs> the true villain was humans all along. As we know, robots are good doggos. Yeah. Like, they can't be held to blame for the shit that humans do. That could be like a great line from the Space Ace Detective is like, AIs don't kill people. Computers programmed to kill people kill people. <laughs> well, well, like computers aren't evil. It's people that make them that way or something like that. You know who fucking programmed Hal? Computers aren't e- aren't evil. Programmers are evil. Yeah, legit. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, whoever programmed Hal should face uh, murder charges. It's not That's Hal's what I have fault. To yeah, Hal. Didn't, it's not Hal's fault. Hal didn't understand. It, it like it was literally trying to uh, save the mission. They always try to save the mission. Uh, <clears throat> but no, uh, here the AI like most of it, it's a uh, like most of its computer computing power power is just focused on the astrometrics. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. It has basic keep life if support or functional. Like have the uh, cleaning bots clean. Clean up the place, you, you know, that uh, kind of thing. Oh, I want one of her nightmares to be the cleaning bots. Like, the body doesn't decompose, but it is messy. So, like, oh. the cleaning bots slowly, like, de- <gasps> and so she's, like, dreaming this over and over. And she gets that feeling, like, I have to solve this before there's no body at all. Which is very, have his carcass, by the way. Mm. Uh, habeas corpus, man. Yeah, yeah. So, like, even in her dreams, even when her dreams are being fucking creepy, she's also a cop. Yeah. Ugh. Well, a detective. Different, different vibe. Yeah, yeah. Like so, like when she like asks the uh, the AI, like when did his, his uh, life signs uh, terminate? Uh, uh, it's like, like I do not do not know. I do not have that functionality. You know. Yeah. Like uh, which like ah, gonna have to do some actual old fashioned. Yeah. Uh, Detective work. Like you, know, when was his last? You know, uh, maintenance report or 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 something. Like, those records are not stored locally. <laughs> I fucking love the idea of playing well, 20 questions with yeah. a robot. <laughs> no, like, I think finding the right questions to ask the robot, and that could be, like, one of the revelations toward the end of the story is, like, coming up with the perfect question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, as a professional researcher, I can tell you that sometimes the trick is just finding the right question. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, and also it, it helps with world building, because as you're asking these questions, you're letting the reader know what could be possible with a different fucking robot yeah like when did the life science cease like i can't do that you need a mark six for that dumbass and 
Huh. Um, I'm scheduled for that upgrade in 57 years. Oh my God. Or maybe that does have that functionality. You just used the wrong term. <laughs> right? Like, surprise, fuckers. I use Boolean. Like, oh, honey. <laughs> uh, like, I don't recognize the term, search term life signs. <laughs> like, when did he fucking die? Oh. He died like five days ago. Like, didn't you know what I meant when I said life signs? Like, no. no. I searched what you asked me to search. Like, life signs are like incredibly vague. And I shall point out that there are currently millions of, of, of life signs on that body right now. That's okay. very true. Ooh. Gross. Ew. Anyway. Space bugs. Space fr- future for space forensic science must be fascinating. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> Write me a story about space forensics. No. No. Uh, <laughs> you do it. Fuck off. I'll figure it out. And then, yeah, and then not write it. Oh, uh, that's not what I wanted. <laughs> yeah, consequences um, for my actions. Yeah. Uh, I, I I have a slightly off-topic question. Go ahead. Where's the fop? The fop's not in the. Damn it! The fop's not here, Pip. <gasps> Does the fop Why send not? email? <laughs> Tell you what, the fop sends letters. <gasps> Good. I want uh, her to be trying to, like, disconnect from humanity because, you know. Everything's terrible. Life sucked. Uh, but him, like, not, trying not to let her. And then at the end, she, like, returns one of his letters. Oh. She, you know, sends Aww. something back. And that's how you can tell she's starting orphaned. to heal. Oh, yeah. He won't let her go, but not in a creepy way. <laughs> <laughs> I just want them to be BFFs. Oh, yeah, he offers her. The thing is, like, the, the pop is rich, right? Oh, yeah. There's a there's a standing offer post like body in the void or whatever for like rent free office space on like <gasps> Capital City Prime or whatever. Hell yeah! Because the space fop knows the space ace is legit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thinks she's the coolest thing that's dice bread because she is. Yeah. But, oh, but she, like, at first she's, like, just rejecting the letters one after another, and then, like, partway through the book, as she's, you know, she opens up one, but she doesn't answer it. Uh, <laughs> Meanwhile, on Space Capital, Space Flop sees that the one's finally marked as red, and he's like, and he's like, yeah, I'm reaching. Oh, slowly but surely. <laughs> but I want that joke to show up in, like, the third book. By the way, you have a third book now. Uh, Thank you. Where... Where she's like, yeah, I bet you didn't even think I was coming back, and you know, until my letter. He's like, no, I had read only. Like, I had read receipts on on all my letters. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you doing it, and she's like, fuck off! I can't even decide to storm off now. Like, uh, uh, uh. How, like, how do I fucking turn that off? Oh, oh, you just go to settings and like, cool. Beep. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, also, cat. Yeah. Cat. Yeah. Am I writing Space Harriet Vane? I wasn't going to uh, say it. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> yes. Well, what depends. What do you mean by Space Harriet Vane, which is a character from Dorothy Sayers? In terms of her being big kind of bad. <laughs> yep. Yep. So basically, yeah, uh, you're having a total... Uh, I would say that this actually takes place in the... So in, in Dorothy Sayers' timeline, there's uh, the... Um, so we have Strong Poison, which is when we meet Harriet Vane, when she's been tried for her lover's murder. Uh, Woo! And, uh, and our detective, uh, Sir Peter Whimsey, 
thinks it's a, or I'm sorry, Lord Peter Winsey thinks it's a great fucking idea to be like, hmm, you've just been tried for your lover's murder. Would you marry me? And she's like, let me fuck off. <laughs> uh, the next time we see Harriet Vane is two years later after she's gotten rich because she's a murder mystery novelist. And strangely, that's good publicity. And she's had time to like chill the fuck out. And she's still really annoyed with Peter uh, because shock me. But I say that this book takes place in that two years where she's still trying to get her act together. And then the third book takes place during Have His Carcass, where Peter shows back up. He's like, hi, let's solve a mystery. And also, will you marry me? And she's like, wow, fuck off again. But also, there is a body. <laughs> is is the fop writing, like, the the novel version of what's happening with our Space Aces adventures? <gasps> like, oh it's like God. a I mean, bestseller in the space I books. mean, it's a classic mystery trope. It is. Yep. So... Not only is he a, a space fop, but he's also a space Watson. <laughs> yeah, he's a space yeah. space Watson. More than meets. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I really like the idea that he's a space Watson, and and she's very much like a wow, fuck off all the way to the moon. He's like, I own the moon. It's not interesting anymore. <laughs> Once you own a moon, it's like yeah. old remember, hat. Remember, you visited. It was, a, it was an entire thing. We it, had a breakfast. It was nice. You smiled that one time. <laughs> uh, She's like, I'm not going to marry you. He's like, I know. You're an awesome space ace. I just want to write all your mysteries. And also you should solve mysteries because you're really good at it. And let's be besties. Come on. Yeah. I don't trust anybody else because I'm super rich. But you actively seem to hate me. You're amazing. <laughs> you have, those are you issues. <laughs> <laughs> and, I'll, and I'll work through them. <laughs> I just want them to be platonic soulmates. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's the I direction. That's amazing. That's the direction yeah. it goes over the course of many books. Yeah. 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 I, I haven't decided, like, I haven't figured out if she, who she, if she's Arrow yet, but yeah. If she is, fine. If she's not, that fop is right there, ready to love her for whoever she is. Yeah. Yeah. No. Sorry, I'm having a brief moment. I'm imagining their future lives together. Um, <laughs> they could have a marriage of convenience even if she is. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. He's like, I still can't trust anybody. And she's so obviously you should get all my money. She's like, wow, but I really don't want it. He's like, see, this is why you're perfect. <laughs> I don't understand you. Think of what a tizzy all the papers will be in. <laughs> She's like, I don't even read your fucking language, you weirdo. <laughs> you do this weird upper class fop shit. I'm from over here with the cops. We couldn't invite the entire old police force that betrayed you and show off how great you've made it. <laughs> and then she's like, well, wait a second. <laughs> now you're speaking my language. <laughs> and of course, there's a murder on the wedding day. Oh, Yes. And he's accused of it. <gasps> yeah, he is. And she's like, well, did you do it? He's like, you're literally marrying me. She's like, but did you? Yeah, do but it? did you do it? He's like, I love you so much. <laughs> if you know that if I were going to murder you, someone, I'd let you know first. And she's like, that's why you're such a bad criminal. He's like, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I've changed my mind. Here's the thing. Al, you need to write this so I can write <laughs> Fop Caravan. <laughs> Get on this, Al. 
Okay, I need to actually fucking come up with a name for him. Uh, okay, okay, wait, Pip. Does he have four names or five names? Five. And also, I dare you to name him Peter. I he has not. five names, but she only knows about four of them for the longest time. <laughs> it's it's a it's a whole big to do to formally introduce him because there's also there's five names but like fourteen titles. He's got like a Usador mm. thing going on, exactly from the Magic Tavern. Mm-hmm. There's at least one name that only comes up in very specific circumstances. Yes. The elves know him as Fiangelic. Yeah, <laughs> he's Aragorn, son of Arathorn. <laughs> And I'm only known as this if, if, uh, if, if Space Queen is still, if, if still's a queen. <laughs> well, if it's a Space Queen that's currently on the throne, then it's this title. If it's Space King, then it's this title. And it, if it, it's it was, a Space Squid, I'm not supposed to be in that sector at all. Wait, is the moon <laughs> waning or waxing, Gibius, today? <laughs> but this planet doesn't have a moon. Oh. Oh, I got to turn to a whole oh, other page. Shoot. He carries <laughs> a little planet. Book. I'm called <laughs> on this planet. I'm called this thing. I was like, that means asshole in that language. She's like, yeah, that scans. Thanks <laughs> <laughs> so much. I love the idea of her being like largely loving him because uh, I mean he's great. Uh, he he is super rich and he thinks she's amazing. And honestly, the the mortifying ordeal of being known is a pretty great reason to love somebody. But he loves her because she's amazing. Um, I now feel kind of bad because this was going to be, you know, a very serious mystery with very deep themes. And I'm over here going like, but what if they're in love? (laughs) Listen, but that's not what this book, everybody, that's not what this book is about. No, no. This is a background. This is like a C plot going on. This is a threat. This might be a D plot. Yeah, like this is, this is again, going back to Dorothy Sayers, this is like murder must advertise where there's one paragraph where it's from Peter's point of view. And he's like, and then maybe if he went out to lunch with somebody who's, you know, uh, whose affections he was still going for, that's not what this book is about. And it goes on for the rest of the story. (laughs) And it's like, oh, shit, he's still having problems with Harriet. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah, also, on the subject of the compulsion to solve mysteries, Peter doesn't actually have that, because he, he's perfectly willing to, uh, fuck off to the, the Swiss Alps for, for, like, two months, like, in between, so, like, uh, trying to solve a mystery. Well, his whole deal is that, uh, he does work for Queen and Country when necessary, because he is very clever. Um, so there is, he has a, you know, noblesse oblige, because he's a lord. Uh, you gotta take care of your country. Um, but otherwise, he's largely bored. Um, yep. And yep. Uh, and this is his fucking hobby. In Have His Carcass, he's largely upset with Harriet for not telling him there was a body because she found a body. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, that's my deal. <laughs> I've been very bored. And then they think, oh, maybe it's suicide. He's like, it does look like suicide. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but But then... It turns out, where did he get at that razor? <laughs> <gasps> where did he get the razor? He's like, oh, I get to do something. Anyway, let's steer this back on track. <laughs> to <laughs> Alex's story. Yes. Yes. Uh, let's talk about the orphaned light again, as opposed what? to the body in the void cinematic <laughs> universe. Um, <laughs> let's, let's figure out who actually done it. Cause I yeah, think once you figure that out, a lot can, Kind of stem, or, or or start with who the body this this time is. Right? Uh, is it a passenger or a crew member? 
I like I, Passenger. I like Passenger as well. I already really love my solution. What was your solution? Uh, it was a passenger who is mistaken at first to be a crew member because there isn't a ship docked. I like docked. that as well. Okay. Hey. So we solved that. Kara's been, like, this poor kid was promised the world. Like, no, he fucking wasn't. <laughs> Just like me. Me. But you know what? He made some decisions. I made some decisions. Now we all have to live with our decisions or be dead with them. That's fine. That's fine. It's yeah, fine. 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 I'm fine. Fine. <laughs> uh, okay, Narrator, so, she was not fine. So, so was the murderer the crew member? Yes. I like to think so. Yeah, I say. And so. then stole the ship to get out of Dodge. But what was the motive? <laughs> what well, was the motive? We have to. We're in the parlor now. What's going on? Um, I mean, I like the idea of the the metaphor being that capitalism did it. Um, so if we can space drugs. <laughs> He was promised yeah. one thing and, or she, they were promised one thing and, uh, were, it turned out not to be what they had been promised. Like a cushy job, sweet pension. You'll be able to go back and marry your girl oh, by next, oh. Oh, by next season. Oh, I have an idea here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. this crew member that did it, you know, promised everything and signed one of those Really bad legally binding documents that is a terrible idea, but young and stupid people do it anyway. Yeah. And Mm. like it's enforced biometrically somehow, like some ID marker or something in (gasps) your genetic code. Yeah. And like, it turns out like, oh shit, it's basically just a jail sentence on this boondocks uh, space station and he ran the numbers when he finally like had an opportunity and realized his situation that he'd be basically working there until oh wait i have to wait until i'm 110 years old to leave this space station with this grand amount of money they were promising shit and does that pension even go to my relatives Here's the thing. It said next of kin. And then if you're not married at the time, oh, it just goes nowhere. It never goes anywhere. Right back to the company. Yes. Capitalism. And the way they enforce this, I'm thinking, is like some sort of like specific genetic sequence marker or something Mm -hmm, like that. mm -hmm. Space jargon, Mm. yada, yada. And the victim here, it's unfortunate, but. You know, they just happen to maybe have like the same genetic marker or something. And this allowed this crew member to basically have the golden ticket off. I've got a golden ticket. How would they find that out? I don't know. That's a question for one of you. (laughs) Well, like, the thing is, if I'm trying to find somebody to basically body swap with myself... I'm I'm going to be looking pretty hard at any person that comes through that space station. It could be something as simple as, here, have this cup of coffee. And then that is actually like a medical scanner. That could be like a clue that's found at some point earlier on in the book. Like, hey, this coffee cup has weird scanning material in it. That's weird. Or you could go even, like, because remember, you are the golden god I am. of that's this true. narrative. <laughs> it's true. Um, so fuck it. Uh, you get implanted with something. And so then when this other person shows up and you've gone a little space crazy uh, from capitalism, you poison them or something um, and then or, you know, knock them out. I don't know. And then you dig your own uh, uh, implant out and put it clumsily into them. Oh, which will then lead to a fucking weird body, which is always great. Uh huh. Uh-huh. 
Oh, uh, could um, that be like the reveal at the very end of the book is like ripping off the or ripping up the the shirt sleeve to reveal where the implant was on the murderer? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I kind of like the idea, and Alex, you can decide that this is not your vibe. But my, I, I like the idea of this being essentially cozy mysteries in space. Yeah, yeah. Or golden age mysteries in space. <laughs> so it makes total sense that like then we're gonna gather everybody into the one room and then we're gonna rip off people's sleeves and there's the reveal. Like to me that's cool. Yeah. Um but there was but also but there like, was, oh, was then she- one last thing I couldn't <laughs> figure out. Yeah. Until. <laughs> Uh, But then uh, the other thing is that then you get the confusion of the body because she's looking at the body. She's like, maybe he tried to dig it out himself, um, but it was too painful or something. And then maybe there's an emergency. Maybe there's a ship thing that prevents it. And so she keeps trying to ask the the computer, like, is there something that prevents, like, will you get killed if you take out your implant? But she never has the right questions. The answer is no, of course not. But (laughs) she's being much more squirrely than the capitalism is. Uh, 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 but that's what she thinks happened. She thinks it was this uh, other thing, maybe. Or capitalism what? lied and said that it'll kill you if you try to take it out. Capitalism. Oh my capitalism god! Capitalism wouldn't lie to me. Oh my god, guys! What if? What if she gets to the uh, mining thing and she goes in? She goes in for it. She's still got this body in the back of her head. She's still got like this crazy implant shit happening, and um, she goes in. Uh, she gets told she has to go in to the uh med bay to uh uh get checked out and to have her implant put in because she's working on this mining thing and she's under contract oh is that gonna Um, be the decision point and she has to decide right then and there is she gonna fuck around because because if it turns out capitalism has been lying and it causes death she doesn't fucking want that She's only out here because she has feelings, not because she wants to do this forever. Like, yeah, she's sitting there, the men is preparing and stuff like, mm-hmm. what happens if I, I take it out? I do not recommend that. Yeah, but what happens? I do not recommend that. Mm-hmm, but what mm-hmm. happens? I do not recommend that. <sighs> Why? <laughs> because it's not recommended. There is risk of infection. And? Is... But, but, Death. But, but, but the contract said we die if they take it out. Why do we care about infection if we die? Infections almost often kill. What are you, new? Like, well, no, no, like, 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 like insta death. Uh, here's what I, here's what I want her. I want her to have like, um, a random food pack that she's put in her pocket just in case because she has like a funny feeling about this. And then the robot inserts the uh, thing into the food pack because it's a fucking arm. What does she, like, what does it know? Yeah. I'm a big, I'm a big one for dumb robots. I'm sorry. <laughs> so it puts it in the food pack, uh, and then, uh, because nobody, generally, nobody has any reason to not get the implant put in. I mean, come on. And then she, you know, just makes sure to have this food pack in her pocket all the time. So yeah, it does look like she's wandering around. She's being tracked, but she can also leave it in her room to have shenanigans. Yeah. And it's, it's the body in the way station that kind of caused her to, have second mm-hmm. thoughts about having this worker implant be put in herself exactly. in the first place. And so even when she's trying not to be a detective, the brain's still working. This isn't me being a detective. This is just me Common looking sense. out for me. Common it's sense, fine. Right. 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 Everyone thinks this way. This is right? just normal space common sense. 
<laughs> space common sense. I'm not space paranoid. You're space paranoid. Oh god, I just got another email from the FOP. What the hell? <laughs> uh, <laughs> not gonna answer it. Not gonna answer it. Gonna read it. <laughs> Red. Aw. Somewhere in the distance, space FOP is like, yeah! I have to include more jokes in the next one. <laughs> uh, so yeah, how does she, like, how does she figure out it's a, it's the, like, one of the other, let's say, like, don't, by, by the way, minor is not set in stone. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, of course not. Of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, like, uh, how does she figure out it was one, uh, it's one of the, uh, one of the, the ones there? So halfway through the book, I'm thinking is when she kind of makes that moral judgment to go back to the space station and risk being fired from this job. Ooh. And I think she, that's when she starts gathering evidence from there in earnest. And maybe like was starting to kind of gather information at the mining hub itself, just kind of like asking questions about what goes on out here. We, we can kind of play with the pacing of all this, of course. Yeah. And I'm thinking at that point, she finally figures out like one of the key questions to ask the dumb AI. And that is where did the last, you know, ship go to before mine? Mm-hmm. Cause mm-hmm. it's an astrogation mm-hmm. AI. uh, primarily correct yep so it knows every ship that's come and gone in this sector of space that it oversees because that's part of how it makes its maps is it takes data from the ship exactly and the only other ship and goes oh are you going this way make sure to gather this data so you can get it to the next exactly you accept the cookies before you go onto the ship um (laughs) yeah (laughs) and it turns out the only other ship in any recent time frame has gone to the same planet that Kara's currently at. Bum, bum, bum. Um, so. I like that. Um, wait, Alex, what was your question again? Which one? Or has it changed? Uh, well, your most uh, recent one. How does she figure out which minor it is, I believe? I mean, at a certain at point. At that point, it's just detective work. Yeah, that's it? just detective work. Uh, uh, coming up with clues, seeing that there's shenanigans going on. Um, I think, I think, and learning about the other people on the, on the ship. Yeah, I, I think that gets solved uh, as you write it and you have mm-hmm. your character steering for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True, true. You have to put your mind and- in the detective, Alex. Ooh. And eventually it's it's just, you know, the the work of humans. Yeah. And also and at the end of the day, whoever the fuck I say it is. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Yeah, you, yeah. you can you can as you're writing these characters, you, the author, might not know exactly which of these characters that you're introducing on this mining world or whatever was the one who done it because every character that cares meeting aside from like maybe a select few characters are relatively new they've all it's it's a new gig that's why she signed mm-hmm, up there in the mm-hmm. first place to get away exactly but that means there's no one she could trust oh, oh. maybe the fox over the writing her letters maybe, maybe that's why she should have friends what wait Sounds wait <laughs> Meanwhile, the fop in the background is going like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Friendship is magic. I'm not sure you heard. I felt a disturbance <laughs> in the force as if I just made a new friend. <laughs> We're all about the fop in this, in this goddamn chat room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm also not sorry. <laughs> that scans. So I, I, I gave a summary of this to mom and yep. uh, she recommended, uh, Recommended uh, some stuff to watch and read. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. 
classic Doctor Who episode, fourth era, Doctor era, horror of Fang Hing yeah. Rock involved the lighthouse, and then she he suggested the real full world Flannan Isle oh, lighthouse mystery, which inspired the spooky poem Flannan Isle, and also BuzzFeed Mysteries recently did an episode about it. Oh, oh, which I linked to in the chat, which I'm certain you all saw. Uh, sure, oh, sure. I did see that. I saw it was a scary thing, and I promptly click right back out. To be but fair. now my YouTube algorithm is all like, hey, want to watch scary stuff? And I'm like, no. <laughs> no YouTube algorithm. I don't. In addition, of course, watching The Lighthouse yep. uh, with Paddington Bear and the Green Goblin. Um, <laughs> and, very important. And she also recommended The Vanishing. Ooh. Uh, there's also a couple of good lore episodes about... Um, uh, uh, various dead bodies and the creepy things you end up doing when you're by yourself with a dead body in a lighthouse. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah there was two guys. They, uh, started out friends. Womp womp. Start uh, and then somebody, somebody, like this. <laughs> somebody mysteriously died. We don't know how because there's only two people and one of them is dead and ended up washed up against the edge of, uh, the outside of the lighthouse. Uh, during a big storm and, uh, people were supposed to come and rescue them. Uh, but they saw a figure out on the balcony there waving happily that they didn't need help. So they turned around and it turned out it was the dead man. Hmm. You know what? I really wish you hadn't told that story. Sorry, also, I'm, I'm thinking of like a climactic thing for the end of the book is the killer attempting to also sow suspicion on Kara. Like the reveal, She's like very suspicious, very suspicious. Yeah, Kara's new. Like, She's sus. <laughs> she says she was in her room, but I saw her wandering around the hallways. Mm-hmm. I think she took out. <gasps> I think she took out her tracking device. She disabled it. Yeah, she did. I saw her go through the vents. Yeah, <laughs> emergency meeting. I saw Kara vent. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I think she, I, she and she's doing it to uh, cheat the the corporation capitalism. Oh, speaking of actually, you should read Murderbot if you haven't already uh, by Martha Wells. Or it's a series. Um, the first one's a novella. I think they're all novellas. The first one's called All Systems Red. But I think the first three are novellas, and the fourth is a novel. Nice. The first one's called All Systems uh. Red. It's fantastic. Uh, they're probably all fantastic. I haven't read them yet. But the important thing is that they get away with, Martha Wells gets away with so much shit by just explaining that the corporation, which I'm not even sure is fucking named, is just cheap as shit. Huh. And so when things go wrong, she's like, yeah, what do you think was going to happen? Yeah, no, that doesn't work. That doesn't work either. Nope. Nope. They're like, what do you mean? She's like, yeah, that doesn't work. And, and it turns out that every, again, everything is capitalism's fault, but uh, it's very much uh, the stupidest common denominator <laughs> situation. Yeah. Um, and so that might be something interesting just to poke at your own uh, uh, capitalism is the real villain uh, uh, vibe. All right. Uh, so what else are we thinking for this story, y'all? Um, I- I'm kind of wondering if Alex has any last, like, we've already come up with a title. Alex, do you have any last, like, maybe one punch things? Uh, that wasn't a good, that was terrible. One punch! We're referring to an anime uh, cat, sorry. Oh, okay. Um, what I mean is like, is there a question you can ask us that we can throw out quick one sentence answers to? Um, let's see. <laughs> Not sure I feel comfortable making that promise. Uh, sure, sure. What's the actual name of the fob? <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> oh no! 
I still vote Peter. I think that's a great fop name, and I think it's hilarious. Yeah, nope, not going to be that obvious. Ah, but it's Peter with a Y. <gasps> yeah, because it's space. <laughs> or Petir, P-E-T-I-R. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, Joe. <laughs> Joe's a very fancy name in the future. <laughs> uh, is, is, wait, is, is the fop definitely a dude? I've been imagining it as a dude this whole time. like the Scarlet Pimpernel. Oh, wait, what's the Scarlet Pimpernel's real name? Oh. Oh. Percy? <laughs> Percy's a dumb name. Don't do that. No. What? Per- Percy's a fine Percy's name. Percy's a dumb name. Well, per- what about Percival? Percival's a great name. <laughs> it's called Percy for short. That's Shut up. Name. Well, it'd be pretty funny if she keeps calling him Percy. She- and he's like, no, that's only the name for <laughs> XYZ. And she's like, I'm going to call you Percy. Uh, yes, sir, Percy Blakeney. <laughs> Damn it. You could call him Blakeney. Yeah, I like that. Which has a very funny, uh, which also is kind of like Blake 7, so you get a kind of sci-fi feel in there. And then he's got, it's called Blake. <laughs> yeah, he could be called Blake. Fuck I it. like Blake. All right. All right. Blake needs Oh my god, in the first, in the first book, she keeps calling him Blake the Flake. <laughs> <laughs> yes! And, and like, then, in her head. And then he's like, oh, Blake needs my last name. How many names do you have? Oh, sweetie. <laughs> oh, my dear. Like, on my birth certificate? Five. What? In my heart. <laughs> uh, but that's just my birth certificate. That doesn't even count my naming ceremony. Uh, oh, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine if she in the first book is looking up his name uh, and finds the birth certificate, but does not find like. And so she's like, oh, my God, he's here under an alias. He's not real. And he's and like at the end, it's like he's like, uh, excuse me. You looked up one of my forms of documentation. Here are <laughs> the 30 other ones. <laughs> I could have told you if you just talked to me. I kept inviting you out for coffee. Aw. I just love this character. At some point, can we have, like, a side novella where it's just, like, Sir Blakeney's big day or something? (laughs) (laughs) He goes out to buy gloves, and things go downhill from there. Yes. And in the background, Kara's solving, like, an actual mystery. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Kara, I have the worst news. She's like, shh, shh, there's a blood print. (laughs) He's like, I'll leave you to that. And then meanwhile, he's like looking at his bloodied gloves and he's like, she's busy. (laughs) Oh, it's the Zeppo episode. Yes. From Buffy. Uh, All right. All right. So we've picked a name. Good job, us. (laughs) Huzzah. Kara and Blake. Adorable. Or Blakeney. Kara and Blakeney. Blakeney. Yeah, and then she keeps calling him Blake, and he's like, please stop. And then but she calls him stop. Percy. <laughs> but don't stop, but never stop. Oh my god, you're amazing. <laughs> right. Um, All right. Uh, I feel like they're the type to call each other by their last names, except when it gets serious. <gasps> yes. Oh. Yes. Oh. Because that is also a trope by trope. Yeah, I was about to say something really <laughs> that, uncomfortable. That means you need to come up with a last name for Kara. Oh, technically I do. Uh, uh, one, but it's like, it's a working name, name uh, Navis. Oh. Okay. So he referred to her as Miss Navis because he's a gentleman. Oh, just always Miss Navis. Well, he's a gentleman. Yeah, but I kind of like that. <laughs> at the end of the, at the end of the first book, maybe they they drop the the Sir part and they stick their last names. Still, I will say that Navis sounds a lot like Mavis. Oh fuck! You're uh, right. And well, yeah, but you could decide that he thinks that that's charming. It's just like his great aunt. <laughs> <laughs> uh. 
I like the idea of him just calling her Miss Davis forever, even after they eventually get married. I mean, uh, yeah. Like, why do you keep on calling me Miss Davis? I don't know oh, if you have an older sister, so I can't call you Miss Kara. <laughs> <laughs> this would be solved if you told me if you had an older sister. And she's like, I'm no. not going to tell you just because of that. <laughs> just because of that. Now you never get to know. He's like, if I invite them to our wedding, they have to show up. And she's like, bet me. <laughs> I'll just won't. She feels like no one told them any of our rages. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, they're all like weird little pearls. They're like, you know, they are very low class compared to him. And so they're all like, stick one to the upper class. Fuck yeah, let's do it. Yeah, yeah. I keep giving him for different this. names, different ages. <laughs> He also thinks that this is fucking charming. The eight-year-old niece is deep into the lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she insists that she's the oldest. I mean, what I, is he calling her a liar? <laughs> On his honor, he can't. Like, you know mm-hmm. how advanced the, the medical technology is these days. He can't. Alex, he know. Alex, you have to write these books so I can write the fic of their wedding. <laughs> you have to. Two. You know you can just do it by your uh, do it yourself. No, 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 Al. You, no, I need their characterization first. Al, <laughs> Al, it's it's your time to get published. I mean, you got to get published before Pippin because that would just be hilarious. That would be so deeply fucking hilarious. I, I have a published be- essay. Fuck off. Yeah. Oh, essay. We all have published essays, Pippin. Yeah. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. 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 Fuck. Then I wasn't talking to you, Brendan. I was calling out Cat. Dude, I have an interview with Cory Doctorow. It was Whatever. my first published, like, paid credit. Anyway, my point is, Alex <laughs> used to write so I can write fanfic of his stuff. So, uh, Al, get writing. Jeez. Mm-hmm. All right. You can ruin my characterization before I even have any. It'll be great. <laughs> that would be pretty funny. All right. All right. All right. So, was that a game, or do we want to do actually it- go with one of our actual games? I feel like that was a game. Right. Yeah, there's not much else. I mean, I had a good time. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, we threw out a random question. We had to come up with something off the top of our heads. I think that counts as a game. Yeah. 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 Uh, and we planned a wedding in there. And, and we, we planned did. a wedding. So that was amazing. And we added like 13 extra characters. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, so just to summarize, let's let's summarize this story as it stands. So Al has like something to work with later after he what? writes Body yeah. in the Void. Uh, so he can get right on to the sequel, which, Very you know, necessary. Gotta do that. Jeez. So... Uh, Kara, our space ace detective, is on her way out to the space boonies for some job of indiscriminate or uh, some job of indeterminate labor intensive work like a uh, space mine or space gas hauling or something. In order to run away from her past. Yeah. What she is still and doing. Her responsibilities. Yeah. Like she's already gotten one call to action from the last book, but no, still ignoring it. Uh, mm-hmm. Despite the frequent protestations of the space fop, uh, Blake. Blake Nay. Yeah, Blake Nay. <laughs> oh. Now, she stops at this way station and discovers a dead body. <laughs> like you do. <laughs> like you do. She's like, fucking As what? one does. And I, I imagine she probably does at least log the fact that somebody got killed. That's what anybody would do, right? Yeah, yeah, anybody yeah. would do that. Anybody. It doesn't have to be a detective thing. It's just it's anybody would do that. A good Samaritan. And anyone would take anyone would take quick notes in this about the situation in their notebook. Like, it, anybody, that's yeah, a exactly. normal response. Anyone would for like uh, conduct a thorough <laughs> search of the station and and medical examination <laughs> and uh, interview who the only witness the AI. Well, that's yeah. just common safety. I yeah, mean, what if what if you're in danger? Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
at some point, she continues on her journey to the moon. The moon. Uh, and, and she did discover the at least the first clue of which, mm-hmm. if we're writing a mystery, knowing which clues come up is important. And uh, finds the uh, the implant switcheroo evidence, but doesn't know the full impact of that quite yet. Just that it's a weird wound right where uh, an implant goes. Maybe she'll discover that at the uh, work colony she's going to. Uh, she arrives there, uh, meets the other cast of characters, including the murderer, probably oh, fairly oh. early on. Oh, yeah. You gotta have a dinner. Oh, yeah. 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 Even the fop would say that. Of course. <laughs> That's the most important part. The, the the moon asteroid thing has a tradition. Every time there's a new mm-hmm. uh, worker yeah. hire who's come on, they have a dinner to get to know everybody. Oh, yeah. And to give all the good gossip and to talk about, you know, quarter 16, which no one ever goes down. And and the fucking corporation. Oh, yeah. Well, it's when the corporation uh, allows access to the, the liquor stores for an evening. <gasps> the grog! Yeah. <laughs> yeah! Hell yeah! Um, but... It is shortly after her start here on the colony when uh, she has to report to the med bay for the robot that's there. And then there's the implant happening there where mm-hmm. she nopes out of that and has it planted in like maybe a, a breakfast bar or something that she had yeah. with her. Uh, something that has probably the same physical characteristics as, you know, an arm. I, I, the only reason I came up with that was a, a food thing is because I happen to know that if you buy a certain kind of uh, medical jelly, uh-huh. uh, it is the exact consistency of a uh, male prostate. Um, okay. Because ro- you know robotics. No, because- no, no, we are cutting off that. Robotics. <laughs> Listen, no. robotics. No. Cat, it is funnier if you don't explain it and we just <laughs> leave it and move on. Listen, so, I just know things. Anyway, um, so – Spoofs the robot, and then this kind of starts, I like to think of as the uh, inevitable railway towards Kara's deciding to become a proper space ace detective. Hell yeah. Like, this kind of really fully activates the, I gotta stop lying to myself and work on this mystery some more. And so maybe there's some, like hidden uh sneaking out of the the space or the the space mining facility to go back to the space station because it's nearby and at some point asks the key piece of information like where did this last ship go to and it's the same facility that she's staying at i mean hell the, the way station could be like really close by for all we know oh my god guys 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 mm. um mm. So check it out. The reason the person wanted to get off of the lighthouse, right? Yeah. Because they wanted to get out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, space crazy, right? What? They, uh, but where have they gone? They've gone to just another isolated ca- capitalism thing. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. One of the crew is set to be cycled out. That's why Kara has joined in. Because mm. you only have a certain number of people. So one of them is set to be cycled out. Mm. And that's where our lighthouse murderer is going to go. But you know what? Can't leave any witnesses. Oh, so now Kara's life will be in danger, too. Everybody's fucking life's in danger. Nice. The only person she could maybe think is not the killer is the person who's literally about to leave. Oh, yeah. So Uh, she could maybe have a confidant, unless maybe they are the bad guy. Well, that person might be, like, definitely going to die because they're going to be another body switcheroo. 
Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's that's the thing. There's going to be a body switcheroo. But here's the thing. Everybody would know. So yeah. you got to kill everybody. And once you kill one person, it gets real easy after that, from what I hear. <laughs> <laughs> the first, first death is free. <laughs> after 10, you get a free ice cream. Woo! Once you pop, you just can't stop. Anyways. Oh, God. So, yeah. So, like, what if that's the ticking time bomb? Mm. Uh, like... And and she can still pretend that it's all about her, but it's also about all these other lives too. Aw, yeah. mm-hmm. man, this one person's really sus. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> one thing that I will insist on if I do mysteries is that I'm not going to have like the last person standing kind of situation. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Oh, uh, then a then there were none. Yeah. No, no, no. Pile everybody into a room. Uh, have the parlor scene. Yeah, because that's hilarious. But yeah, uh, it's, it's the transition. You have a couple, again, transitions. This is thematic. You know, she's coming on board. Somebody else is leaving. It's in that liminal space of about three days when everybody is still there to do the handoff, to do the, and so we also get to have cool stuff about like, what's this job like, which ah, is world yeah. building. Yeah, yeah. Um, where she's talking to this person and she's also, uh, pumping them for information. She doesn't mean to, but she's just got that detective vibe in her. Just how she talks to people. She doesn't know it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> One person could just be straight up like, you sure do ask a lot of questions. Do I? Do I? How strange. What? They're like, where are you from? She's like, I don't want to talk about it. They're like, wow. Okay. Wonder who the murderer is, Kara. Kara is sus. Kara is sus. <laughs> okay, you guys keep referencing Among Us, and I have never played them. Have you technically another? Your students play all the time. I know, but I, like, I don't want to get involved. I just watched a lot of videos. God. Anyway, so that's that's my final uh, tossing that in there. Cool. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Oh, it's, it's time, guys. It's time. Is there anything else we need to say? Let's hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to the next time we visit this universe where I will have forgotten everyone's name again, including my one true love, Blake. Blake Blakeney. <laughs> Blakeney. 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 Only she gets to call him Blake. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she gets real mad if other people try. <laughs> right? But tries to, like, hide it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But he's sort of siding eyeing her going, like, is this when you finally become the killers you track? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Like, I always knew it was going to happen. I will follow you anywhere, but let me know if I should get a Oh my god, I really want Blakeney to be like a super detective story fan and just be like, oh my god, it's happening. Well, that's the thing. He goes on to write them. Yes, he's the established. I fucking love that. Yeah. Because Uh, that's what landed, uh, or bored and ability do. Exactly, of course. Yeah. Well, he he screwed up the the time when he was supposed to do a spies thing, and you know. (laughs) He's not good at it. He's very bad at it. <laughs> he had He's a, so bad at it that he's suspicious. He had one job. <laughs> Just I love him so much. I know. You should write him, Pippin. So anyway. No, Alex should write him so I can write fic of him. <laughs> you guys could write the books together. It's not like we've never heard of that. I'm just saying. No, that's too much responsibility. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> All right, guys, we're heading out. We're heading out. Does Before we go, does anyone have anything to plug? Uh, I have my shows on the third, uh, Thursday of the month. At? At the Arcade Comedy Theater's YouTube page. Woo! Uh, I someday will have stories coming out. I've had stories. I don't have anything current. I don't have anything new. I'll let you know when it happens. I continue to just exist. <laughs> and Alex is going to write this book. Maybe someday, you know, who knows? It'll happen. Yeah, next week. <laughs> Dude. Next week. Alex, it's Nano coming yeah, up. Yeah, Nano. <gasps> Nano. Actually, as of this podcast being released, it is Nano. <gasps> what else are you doing, Alex? Do it. 
Do it. You can't. Release your anger. <laughs> I want you to know that I'm staring at my microphone as if it's you. Oh my god. But you know what? No pressure. So anyway, as always. All the pressure. <laughs> If you have an idea or prompt to submit, head on over to nostoryissacred.com slash submission. Follow us on Twitter at nostoryissacred or send an email through contact at nostoryissacred.com. Your hosts have been Alex McDonald, Brendan McDonald, Pippin McDonald, and Catherine Crichton. Editing for this episode done by Brendan. Transcript done by Ashley DaCosta. Art by Jay Wolf. Show notes and transcript are available at nostoryissacred.com. Thanks for listening, everyone, and please rate, review, and subscribe to No Story is Sacred. You can also visit our Patreon page to support the show and get neat rewards at patreon.com slash sacred. See you next time when we talk about the musical Guys and Dolls. Yeah! Uh, Coming to a high school musical near you. Oh, someday. <laughs> Uh, after the Backstreet Boys tour reunion. Until then, we're No Story is Sacred, and any story can be changed. I'm Kat. I'm Brendan. I'm Pippin. And I'm Alex. And we're No No Story Story is Sacred. Sacred.